0: ADVENTURES IN RUSTOPIA BY WILL PERRY CHAPTER 1 The forest had an edge to it that night. The light of a full moon filtered down through the leaves, which were just beginning to turn. A lone figure drifted beneath the branches. It made no sound as its feet glided over the leaves and the twigs which littered the forest floor. A heavy robe shrouded it from the moonlight above. A twig snapped in the darkness. The figure paused and turned. From between the gnarled boughs, a pair of yellow eyes gleamed, and the stillness of the night air was interrupted by the misty breath from a low snarl. A claw reached out and scratched a tree as if to mark the arrival of the beast from the arboreal void. The creature emerged into the moonlight. It had the features of a wolf but its eyes betrayed the sentience of man. It stood upon its hind legs, towering over the robed figure, as it let out blood-curling howl which pierced into the night. The robed figure remained motionless, its face hidden by a hood. Out of the trees another creature emerged, heaving call. Then another. Then more and more until the robed figure was surrounded. In the blink of an eye they charged... The robed figure's hand disappeared into its sleeve like a flash of lightning and emerged holding a small object which glowed deep red. The light was washed over the creature, and they stopped and dead in their tracks. The light over the forest began to dim. The creatures looked toward the sky in confusion. The moon was changing. Its brilliant white was fading. In its place, a blood red crept across its surface. In a matter of seconds... The moon's white glow had been replaced by a crimson shadow. A light breeze meandered through the forest and rustled the leaves, now colored a dull red. The creatures looked around at each other incredulously. i me!' one of them spoke. "'I can talk!' it looked down at its claws and its powerful limbs. "'I am myself, but in beast form! What is happening?' The creature was cut off by a booming voice of the rogue figure. Werewolves of Rustopia! The creatures turned their attention to the figure they had been about to tear apart only a moment ago. Your time has come! The age of the wolfman has come to pass! The age of the Pallum is over! Clucky Serenade was late on her first day at Colest, her dream school, and arguably, according to some, the best barred school in all of polis "'No, no, no, no!' no! she squawked at the top of her lungs as she ran through the street. Just as she approached an alleyway, a pollen farmer pushed his cart of grain to sell at the market that day out into the street and right into her path. "'Look out!' she managed to yell. The cry of warning escaped her beak too late as she collided full force into the cart, toppling both it and her. The cart fell to its side, sending all of its contents out over onto the cobblestone street." Clucky managed to push herself up off the ground with her wing while she was upside down in the air, planning on doing a majestic flip, but the farmer yelled out, Hey! You're paying for all that! Right when she meant to stick her landing, breaking her concentration, and she landed on her back instead. Dazed, she opened her eyes. The farmer was standing over her, looking down. Did you hear me? I said you're paying for my cart and everything in it! Now you would better not tell me you have no money, you! Hey! Clucky was back on her feet without missing a beat and kept running as fast as her legs would carry her. I'll make it up to you when I'm famous, she yelled back at the farmer who was stomping on the ground and swearing loudly. Some of the passerbys noticed the fiasco and they were starting to peck at the spilled grain on the ground. The farmer turned to the attention of his swearing-on to them. Clucky laughed and continued, hot-footed towards Collaste. Of all the days I should be running late, why did it have to be today? Clucky thought to herself. Wait! Oh no! She grabbed the leather strap slung about her shoulder and heaved it around. Her lute was broken. It had been on the, her back and must have been smashed when she fell. She covered her face with her wing and let out an enraged groan. Now not only was she late, but she also had no instrument to play. This was not going to be an easy first day. Clucky arrived at the gates of Calais, huffing and puffing. The guard at the gate flashed her a disinterested look and then returned to picking insects out of his feathers. Clucky approached him and opened her beak. Hi there, I'm meant to be inside of there, she said with a wave of her wing towards the gate. The guard re-emerged from his plumage and gave her a look. Then why aren't you? He asked in a bored tone. Clucky stared for a moment and then stuttered. Because, because, I I had to, um, her mind raced. Because I had to help out the farmer with his cart. do you see? He was old and he needed a, a help relocating it, and I helped him move it. The guard cocked an eyebrow at her. And you know how the old saying goes, Clucky continued. Good deeds are, um, good? Clucky opened her beak in a solemn smile, and the guard stared dumbly at her for a moment longer. I suppose I've heard that somewhere before, he replied finally. And that's all well and good. But this being a legendary bard school and all, why don't you play me a song? You know, to prove you really do belong in here. Oh! Of course, Clucky cried out. She excitedly reached behind her and swung her lute round to her in front, only to remember a second too late that it had been smashed to bits by her fall. "Uh, One slight problem, though, she said dolefully as she held the splinters and broken strings. Hmm, I can see that, replied the guard. Well... If you can't play any music, then I suppose it's my job description to keep you out of here. But I... Clucky had nothing left to say. Her dreams had been crushed by a grain cart and an implacable guard. She was just about to give up and head home when another pollen strolled up to the gate. The new pollen whispered something under her breath and gave a slight wave of her wing. The guard perked up and said, Oh, hi there. Are you here to intercalace? Why, yes. Yes, I am, replied the newcomer with a cool smile and a twinkle in her eye. Right this way, then, my friend. The guard's mood changed in an instant, and he was treating this newcomer like an old friend. He removed a key from a ring at his belt and turned it in the lock. The The gate creeped open. She's with me. The newcomer waved a nonchalant wing towards Clucky. Clucky stared wide-eyed in surprise. Well, come on then, we're both running late. We don't want to miss the orientation. My apologies, exclaimed the guard. He gave Clucky an apologetic bow and allowed her to pass. Clucky and the mysterious Pollen rushed through the gate, and the guard closed it behind them. What was that? Clucky could barely contain herself. "'Oh, that?' answered the other pollen coyly. "'Just a bit of magic, simple charm to make Simpleton my friend. "'It'll wear off in a moment, and he'll realize what's happened, "'so it might be in our best interest to get a move on.' "'She turned and hurried off toward the main entrance of Calais. "'Wait! I didn't even get your name!' yelled Clucky, running after her. "'I'm Clucky! Clucky Serenade! Thank you so much!' I don't know what I would have done if it hadn't been for you. It's Talon, she replied. Without looking back, As Clucky caught up, still out of breath. Come on, let's get inside. I don't want to miss orientation. Thanks for your help getting past the guard, panted Clucky as the two pollen raced up the steps of Cloyce. But how will I find the Great Hall for orientation? You worry too much replied Talon. Let's just ask someone. Good. Huh. Ah. Idea. Good idea. As the two pollen raced around the corner, they crashed into another pollen carrying a stack of books. The three of them collapsed into a pile and the books went all flying in every direction. Clucky landed face down and was first to spring to her feet. I'm so sorry, she said, and extended a wing to the pollen they had run into. Please, let me help you. The pollen they had crashed into slapped her wing aside. Watch where you're going, he yelled at Clucky. I'm sorry, she stuttered. The pollen rose to his feet and began to collect his books. You two must be freshmen, he scoffed. They get worse every year. He muttered to himself as he he rebuilt his stack. I don't suppose you know where the Great Hall is? Asked Clucky timidly. Of course I know where it is replied the pollen. But you're already late for orientation. Might as well pack your bags and head home. They don't let anyone in once the doors are closed. What do you mean? asked Clucky nervously. Every year, once orientation begins, the doors to the great hall are locked, and anyone who is late will have to wait until next year to start school. But what? clucked Clucky. I can't wait until next year. Say said Talon, who until now had been, remained silently on the floor. What are you doing around here? All students are supposed to be in class right now, and you seem mighty suspicious to me, wandering around with a stack of books all by yourself. Um, that's not important, Pollen replied quickly. I have to get going now, he began to walk away, but Talon leapt to her feet and, and blocked his path. "'Seems like you're up to something you shouldn't be doing,' she said quietly and leaned towards his face. "'I feel like it's my duty to report behavior like this,' she glanced at a pile of books he was carrying, "'and to inquire about any books that might be missing from the library.' "'Um, but I don't. I didn't.' "'That is, unless we were to find ourselves at the orientation. "'Then we would have to sit there and listen.' and we wouldn't have any time for reporting suspicious behavior. And perhaps a, generish, a g- generous upper classman would be kind enough to help us get in there without being seen. She looked at the Pollen in the eye. The trembled and stuttered for a moment before answering. Oh, okay, okay, I'll help you. He managed to get out the words out of his beak, but only on one condition. Well, see, that wasn't so hard said Talon. What is it? You can't tell anyone that you saw me today or about these books that I have, ever. Can do. What about you, Clucky? Clucky had been watching their exchange in awe. Yes, yes, of course. Well then, said the Pallum, shall we? First, I need to get these books to my room. Come with me. The three of them followed the upperclassman Pallum, through the twisting, turning halls of Calais, up into the northeast tower where the dorms of the cl- upper classmen were. When they reached the second floor of the tower, he stopped and turned to them. Wait here, he said sharply. Freshmen, especially freshmen who should be at orientation, aren't allowed any further than this. If I get caught with you too, I'll be in big trouble. So stay here, and if anyone asks you what you're doing... Tell them you're sophomores who are waiting for your instrument-crafting mentor to bring down some strings from their room. They told him they understood. He left through a door that led to a flight of stairs going further up into the tower. Clicky turned to Talon and asked, How did you know he was up to something he shouldn't have been? Oh, that, laughed Talon. I've been up to something... I shouldn't have been so many times that I can always recognize the look in someone's eye. If they don't know how to hide it, then it's a dead giveaway. Wow, what a talent, Clucky marveled. I can't seem to do much of anything other than break instruments. She pulled out her broken lute, round from behind her back, and held it in her wings. Actually, I might be able to help you with that, too, said Talon. Before Clucky could ask what she would meant by that, Talon began to rummage around in a small pouch on her belt. She pulled two small stones out of it, held one in each hand while waving them around, muttered something unintelligible under her breath, and touched the stones to the broken lute. The lute began to repair itself. Clucky's beak hung open as she stared in absolute awe. How are you doing that? she asked. A simple spell, if you know how, replied Talon, keeping her concentration on her magic. Clucky continued to stare as if the cracks in the wood repaired themselves and the strings reattached. The lute was almost completely fixed when a sudden shout came from behind them. And what in the name of Torm are you two doing here? And is that magic in the halls? The two palms swirled around. Standing in the hall behind them was a tall pollen wearing a long, flowing robes and horn-rimmed spectacles, holding a notebook he was scribbling something in. Talon was so stunned she ended her spell before the loot was completely mended. The two of them just stood there with their beaks open, unable to say anything. Well! demanded the tall pollen. "We, oui, we," oui, was all Talon managed to say before the doors to the upstairs swung open. They were waiting for me! Said the palum from earlier as he strove through the doors, "I instructed them to wait down here for me for a while while I retrieve some string from my room, to mend this one's broken lute. As you know, Dickon, even after using a mending spell on a broken-stringed instrument, it is most wise to restring the the instrument with a new string so that the intonation is not affected by the residual magic." Mm-mm. "'Very well,' said Dickon, his feathers clearly ruffled. "'But I've got my eye on you, Chadlin!' "'Come along, you two, said Chadlin. He brushed past Dickon, giving him a glare of superiority. Clucky and Talon rushed past, avoiding eye contact with Dickon, who they could feel staring a hole in them. Once the three of them had gone downstairs and around the corner— Chadlin turned to them angrily and whispered, What is wrong with you? Why are you doing magic? You're lucky it was only Dickon who caught you and not a professor. My loot was broken and Talon said she could fix it, replied Clucky timidly. Also, your name is Chadlin? Isn't that the name of. Chadlin cut her off. Yes, it's a Dirt Peckian name, but that isn't important right now. The first thing they tell you at orientation is that use of unauthorized magic is strictly prohibited, which you would know if you had been there on time. Come along, I'll get you in there now. He turned back around and rushed off down the hall. Clucky and Talon dashed after him. To be continued.